Hi everyone, the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in the following podcast belong solely to the host and its contributors. They are not necessarily the views of our employers, organizations, committees, or other group or individual. I'm David Campbell. And I'm Joseph Whitney. This is Brewing with BIM. Where we talk about construction processes, technology, BIM, and beer. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Brewing with Bim. I am Joey Whitney, and I've got with me David Campbell. What's up, David? Not much. What's up, everybody? Uh, welcome to another episode of Brewing with Bim. So, um, you know, we normally wait till we're like, you know, a few minutes into this and forget to talk about what are you drinking, and then I'll ask you randomly, hey, what are you drinking? Um, but today, it's going to kind of wear on us a little bit, right? Um Due to circumstances, and this is all David Cordicus's fault, so uh, he doesn't know it yet, but this is his fault. Shout out to David. So David, what are you drinking? Uh, so I have um, double fisting today, okay? I got a, uh, uh, what is this, a non-alcoholic Bloody Mary. So I had some leftover Bloody Mary mix in my fridge with some pickled green beans and, uh, and jalapeno and garlic stuffed olives so i threw that together with some ice and then i got a uh, a goji and a, a kai berry uh tea all right man yeah. well maybe if you let that ferment long enough there might be some alcohol or something that comes <laughs> of it. just a little bit so um what bwb fans i am drinking the same thing pretty much i have my own non-alcoholic bloody mary it's got uh, random pickled vegetables, which you probably can see there, um, and you know my fancy dancy little straw. And uh, my Bloody Mary mix isn't as fancy as yours. I haven't been to the store in a week, so I've got some V8 juice. So uh, before we tell everybody why we're not drinking today, I need to tell you something funny that happened to me. Uh, so today, of all days, is the day that we start not drinking mm-hmm. but today it was announced that pennsylvania is going to start opening their liquor stores again <laughs> <laughs> all right all right so dave yeah it figures so david do you want to tell everybody why we're not drinking today all right so um really again it was kind of spun off of what we saw from david corticus right uh the 75 hard um kind of diet, kind of workout plan, right? 45 minutes a day, two workouts a day. One of those has to be outside. Um, But really, I think the core of it is about um, focusing on bettering and improving yourself. Like, no, don't drinking alcohol, sticking to a diet, um, doing the workouts, uh, reading 10 pages of a book, a self-improving book every night and taking pictures of yourself um, gives you kind of that, that, uh, I, I'm thinking, okay, I'm thinking, I don't know yet, but I'm thinking it's going to give you at the end of that, that light at the end of the tunnel to be like, oh man, I did that. That was cool. We're going to see, but. <laughs> so I am just covering some stuff up here. Um, and I don't want people to see in case I accidentally spin around my camera. There we go. <laughs> All right. So now that that's out of the way, um, you know, I, I think I should 
let now that you've told them what we're doing, I should fill you in on some bad news. Uh oh. The bad news of the 75 hard, and I don't know if you've looked ahead to see what the 75th day is. So the 75th day of no drinking is the 4th of July. No, <laughs> oh, that's not okay. Out of olive in my mouth there, but almost choked on it. I was thinking, I don't know what you had last night or when the last time you had alcohol was, but maybe we... We we backtrack that a little bit because I can do the diet, I can do all that stuff on Fourth of July. I can eat cold pork until my heart's content and nothing yeah. just but meat. There has to be alcohol on the Fourth of July. It's un-American. I, I, I agree. We'll have to figure something out for that one. Maybe uh, bend yeah, it a yeah. little bit. Yeah, we'll come up with something, man. So, um, you know, before we jump into today's topic of Revit 2021, there's some fireworks, you know, flying over. Um. I have to ask you, man. Uh, you know, so one of the one of the hardest parts about this challenge for me is reading a self improvement book. Outside of taking selfies every day, that's just not my thing. Mm-hmm. But um, finding a book that's considered self improvement, something that's focused on on you know growing yourself. And I've I've got totes full of books, man. Like books that I bought in college that I just never, ever read. And, you know, I've, I've got all kinds of history books. I you know thought, hey, you know, this little I Am American pamphlet, oh, make me a better American. That should count. You know, it's so hard to find <laughs> in my mind a self-proof book. How did you land on the, the, the parenting one? Is it just one that you had laying around that you're like, you know, I'm finally going to read this? Yeah, um, my mother-in-law, as I told you uh, a while ago, she's, one time she just came out and bought me like seven or eight parenting books. She's like, you're like, a yeah. shitty dad. Yeah. yeah, you know, I kind of felt that way at the time. And I'm like, man, I was a little upset. Like, I was like, dang, that hurt. Um, <clears throat> dang, Tina. But, you know, uh, kind of looking back now, I've got these books on the shelf, and I see this one called Parenting with Love and Logic. And I'm like, all right, you know what, maybe. Because, you know, honestly, I felt, you know, with four of them, sometimes you just get a little overwhelmed, right? I got it's, two, it's, same boat, man. Woo! I mean, it's crazy. And I'm like, if there's something in this book that I can use to kind of, you know, add to my parenting arsenal, it's funny, but I like to think of it a little bit like teaching, right? I, I, I acquire different things from different places for teaching or for workflows that I can kind of use. You, you pick up these little pieces and you use it. It's the same thing for with parenting. I'm hoping, right? <laughs> hoping I can skim through these books, find some kind of hidden treasures, you know, and uh, and see what I can utilize. Yeah, uh, it, it's it's. I've been balancing that one, and then um, I told you I, I I was actually lucky enough to um, have one of our uh, subscribers reach out and ask me to uh, read his book and review it. So I'm going to take on uh, BIMKit, the practical guide for building information modeling and maxifi- maximizing its benefits in modeling. Uh, it's written by Jero. Uh, I'm sorry if I butcher this a little bit, but it's uh, Jujarvi, I think it is. Jujarvi? That's something. Yeah. Jero? Way off. Yeah. I have no idea what you're trying to say, but I'm sure you're so, way off. <laughs> you know, I'm probably way off. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jero, if I, if I do. Um, Feel free to send that in and and let me know how to pronounce it. I would love to learn. Uh, But I'm going to uh, read this book as well. So I'm going to read 20 pages a day uh, to kind of get a little bit more of that in. 
Well, okay, then I don't feel so left out here because I'm reading like 20, you know, 20 plus pages a day because I've got my the reading that I, I started doing for myself like uh, last mm-hmm. month, you know, part of this, our whole um, if you're going to be home, you know, start you know using this time to maximize things that you you know, use it to do things that you wanted to do. Uh, that you maybe haven't done, better yourself, that sort of stuff. So while I was doing that, I was like, dude, I got hundreds of books. My wife has thousands of books, you know, ultra rare, whatever, old books. We've just got, we've got so many books that we just, we haven't read or we haven't read them in a long time. So it's like, mm-hmm. all right, I'll pick up some books, start reading. So while I'm tackling that pile, I figure, you know, I've got to start looking at this. And I've already got my book pile queued up right there of stuff I plan to read in the next few months. So yeah. I don't know, man. Busy times, but oh, yeah. on top of that, uh, you know, I, I I've thought of a little a little added flair to this challenge. Um, I know it's not it's going to be hard enough, you know, no alcohol on a mm-hmm. podcast where we talk about alcohol. It's uh it's going to be a pain in the butt. Yeah. But yeah. Um, uh, one thing that I was thinking about is like, well, why not add an an instant kind of achievement to this, right? You know. So every every uh, month I'm trying to – well, I try to break down by weeks, but every, at least every month I try to tackle uh, a series of goals, um, and they're pretty good sizable goals. But mm-hmm. at the end of that month, I just – or, you know, again, if I break it down by week, it's even, you know, more instantaneous. But I feel like I've got such a better, um, uh, you know, handle on things. Like I feel like I've achieved stuff. It's, like, it's kind of like that old adage of make your bed every day. But by yeah. having – these these goals that I can I can set for myself, um, it's kind of instantaneous gratification in some ways. So uh, a few goals that I've set for this month, and I've got a long ways left in this month. It's only ten days left, but dude, I'm gonna do my drone certification. We'll see how that goes. Rebuild yeah, my yeah. deck. Got a pile of wood delivered today from Home Depot. Uh, I have to finish the 650 page book that I'm reading now. I'm only about halfway done. So yeah. ten days to finish that. And yeah. the most complicated out of all these, so more complicated than sitting for a federal exam, more complicated than reading 300-something pages in 10 days uh, of history, and more complicated than rebuilding a deck, mm-hmm. I have to fix my damn weed eater. <laughs> yeah, an impossible one for you. It's an impossible one, man. I've been working on this thing for weeks. I've rebuilt the damn thing. I've taken it apart. i put a new carburetor on. It just doesn't work. So. Uh, Fun times, man. Fun times. Yeah, that's a that's a that's like a hundred bucks well spent for me going to the store once the thing cap craps out. <laughs> you know what I mean? At that point, I'm like, all right, thank you, you did your job. I'm going. Hey, to man, we we got a podcast uh, about construction technology, man. I'm not gonna let some, you know, two sil- two uh, cycle uh, uh, <laughs> I used to rebuild cars and. Oh all yeah, dude. Stuff, man, come I, on. I, I, Figure this I rebuilt out. the 79 Honda CB650. I went through this whole build only to realize when I got to the end of it, turned it on that all of the uh, the carburetors weren't in sync right. So I had oh. to learn how to sync carbs and then replace all the seals. And ooh. But uh, is that like a inline or it wouldn't be an inline? Um, yeah, inline four. Uh, it was it was a uh, yeah I think actually it was an inline four. Um, cause I was thinking it was the six cylinder, but no, it was a, it was a four cylinder. It was a four cylinder engine. It was a, it was a nice, it was a nice, uh, nice bike. It was the first one I bought. It was like right after my first deployment for 500 bucks. It That's was a good nice. Buy. 
Yeah, dude, it was awesome. Yeah, I wanted to turn it into one of those uh, cafe racers. Yeah. But I just I ended up stripping it down. I, I sanded down the, the hashtag tank. Hashtag David is a hippie. <laughs> Built cafe racer. Yeah. Dude, you live in Portland, man. You. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah, yeah. i love it I you love know it's funny though i um i'm working on my greenhouse out here right and this has been an ongoing project <laughs> oh, you just like led into it man i did david is the hippie and you're like oh, so i'm building my greenhouse guys i'm building my greenhouse and i've been i've been experiencing a lot of the uh kind of design like uh, I would say the pains of construction, the pains of design and into construction, right? Uh, because my design uh, frequently changes. <laughs> my design frequently changes. Luckily, I've got the uh, the roof going on. But you know what's funny is I realized that I did not do enough in the uh, planning area, right? In, in terms of documenting as-built conditions uh, to <laughs> to put on this. This this greenhouse roof, man. I tell you what, some of these trusses and this old shed. So what I did, guys, uh, for those of you who don't know, is there's this old shed in the back of my property, and I've decided to kind of strip it down to the bones, right, and uh, and really just make it a greenhouse. I've wrapped plastic around it. I do all the bracing, everything like that. Found out when I got in there, a lot of it was like moldy. The studs would just uh, when I went to pull the stuff out. The studs came with it, so I had to, you know, go through, resupport it, brace it, and I take off the roof. I'm lining everything up, you know, for my new greenhouse panels, and uh, I'm realizing that with some of these trusses, I have an inch and a half difference in height. <laughs> it, it my the, my roof of my greenhouse was doing one of these, so I've had to make several adjustments in my design there as well. And then uh, <laughs> I tell you what, the, the the change orders that have happened in this job, <laughs> I can't even tell you. <laughs> I wish I'd have known all of this up front. I think at this point I would have gone uh, prefabrication, right, or a little bit of modular and <laughs> just ah, I figured think it's it out. Kind of rot. You probably should have torn it down, tried to use reuse as much of the wood as you could, prefabricate yep. the, the walls, the trusses, and – go back up but yep. but that said man this is a valuable lesson uh for constructability it reminds me of getting um not to pick on architects but getting a, an architect's model with uh the floor specified as you know like you were saying inch and a half or whatever mm -hmm. um but the material is actually you know two and a half inches so you have a whole yeah. half inch lip to deal with across the you know the transitions um, and it's all because, you know, somebody didn't, didn't model it correctly or they had something in there. So I'm just going to say on you, man, poor modeling, dude, hopefully, <laughs> poor modeling. Hopefully, as a subcontractor, you charged yourself for all those change orders and you made out pretty nice on the back end. Uh, this is true. This is true. We'll see. I have to finish the project first, so we'll see kind of how I can level out with this, but, uh, I'm oh my gosh, for some dude! Good returns. You are living like real construction. You've got delays. You, you're not finishing yeah. on time. Got, I can't uh, get product because COVID. Like the stores. Are, every <laughs> oh. time if I go to Home Depot, I'm gone for like three hours because I got to stand in this line. Oh man, do you have to wear a mask to go in Home Depot now? Yeah, yeah, you got to wear masks and everything. Which I mean, it is what it is. It gets really hard to see after a while, though. Yeah, they just. Yeah force that here we haven't had masks i mean fortunately we you know amazon everything or 
uh, or try to have everything delivered. But um, uh, I went into Home Depot yesterday. No, mm-hmm. what's today? Say Monday. I don't know what today is, man. Today it is, is Monday. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so 420. Happy 420. Yeah, you Portland folks. <laughs> man, we're starting on a holiday. We're ending on a holiday. Yep. You're starting on 420 and you're ending on July 4th, man. Yeah. So you got the munchies, poor dieting on the first day, and then you got alcohol on the last day. You're not going to make it. <laughs> yeah. We'll so uh, I saw yesterday, though, that Home Depot had a sign out saying uh, starting, you know, today, 420, you have to have masks to go out in public. It's like, damn, like I don't even have a mask. So I'm all like. I'm running up and down the aisles trying to find dust mics. Of course, no, there's no dust mics. I knew this before I started yeah. looking. I'm, you know, searching online all later that night. Everybody's, you know, selling it, but they're selling like, you know, a homemade cloth mask for $25. I'm like, are you serious? Yeah, like, ridiculous. come on. So my wife rigged up some, you know, using a bandana and, you know, hair mm-hmm. ties or something. But uh, my mom, I chatted with, she's been making them for nurses. Like, my mom's a saint, but. Yeah, she's been making them for nurses, and uh, she's shipping us a few, so that'll be pretty cool, man. Heck yeah, I get to join, get to join the rest of society. Yeah, Adrian just came in. She's gonna grab some papers. Oh, that's good, man. That's good. Dude, Adrian actually. Uh, speaking of Adrian, there, she um, she actually made some masks for us. Um, she had some old material that we we kind of bought some material through for random projects we made a, we've made our own blankets like the twist tie blankets uh, uh we did one for my daughter's chair kind of reupholstered a chair in her room cool. and uh she had some cute kind of different types of material and actually working with ppi um they used to have uh pine crest fabrics right next door so yeah. with pine crest they would do these sales of uh of fabric or giveaways even and Adrian made us a few masks, got some uh, elastic from, what is, uh, what is that, uh, Joanne Fabrics or something like that. She got some yeah. elastic and then just stitched it all together and good to go. It was, it was pretty cool. Cool, cool, man. Yeah. We've uh, we've been talking about making things, uh, building things, poorly building things, except yes. for Adrian. He, he built things. She did well. Things. She did well. <laughs> uh, we talked about fixing things poorly. Again, my fault. Uh, carburetors, all that fun stuff. But you, my man, have had the pleasure of actually um, going back to the design side, playing with the software. Revit 2021. You've installed yep. it. I'm sure there, you know, thousands of people have installed it at this point, except for me because my computer stopped. <laughs> yeah. Thing for my new computer. Fingers crossed this week. Um, with this Revit 2021 though, the, you know, seeing all the hashtag generative design, a lot of different things, uh, you know, walk me through it. What are some of your favorite, uh, features so far? I've watched all the videos drooled, but at the same time, I'm like, I, I, I can't do anything. I don't have it. Yeah. Well, I would say one big thing to note is that, uh, when you download Revit 2021, the families don't come with now. Um, you have to go to a separate Autodesk like site to download them or actually when you install Revit, when you open it, you'll actually, uh, when you get into Revit, you'll see a install uh, families button right next to the insert families and you can actually grab the families from there. But we'll include the link. Um, so we'll upload the, the link here after the podcast uh, <clears throat> and you guys can follow that to find all of the content if you haven't been able to find it yet. 
uh, th that's just a good side note. Now, as far as awesome features, dude, there's, I mean, there's honestly a whole list of things I'm excited about for Revit 2021. Um, I mean, the, the MEP connectivity kind of features like the um, work sets kind of synchronization on that, no more kind of holes um, of like, let's say somebody, they, they own these certain elements and can't work on them because it's connected to a system, right? Or something like that. It, that's very annoying and, and it can cause a lot of delay. So they've, they've worked on different things like that. But as far as my top five, I did write them down. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Good, Good planning. So, dude, you know, I was sitting here and I, I wrote down, you know, I, I stared at this for a little while because I, I had my number one as generative design. But as I was going through, it's easy, man. And, it's, easy. it's exactly. Well, it's not. It's not easy. Um, actually, I, I needed to move it back. It's not my number one because I had to what, sit what? back and I thought about like, huh? I was going to say, it's too easy to say generative design is your number one, just because it's, yeah. it's it's a give me title, right? It's a, well, yeah. it's a and baby thing at these, this point. It's Yes, and it's, it's well, the big thing is it, it's a cool idea. I love the fact that they're integrating it in. Um, don't get me wrong, like the capability with the design options and the three different scripts that they give you the, the access to, um, it, it, it's awesome. Um, it, it's just, for me, I want more. Right, the cap like calculating masses and you more know seeing top. these windows and stuff. I, yeah, I want more. I want more. I I do. I'm a little uh I'm a little selfish like that, I guess. But or, or was it gluttonous, greedy? Gluttonous. Yeah, more. you're a glutton, yeah. man. I am. So my number one, actually, the thing I was most excited about for Revit 2021 was actually the um, Revit to Inventor linking. Linking. I thought that was that awesome in terms of fabrication workflows and enabling um, fabrication through combining Revit into Inventor. Yes, I mean uh, really, uh, they actually um, enabled the AnyCAD associativity for Revit data, and what it does is it maintains an associative link from Revit into um, Inventor either through a shared file drive or hashtag BIM 360. Right, if you throw it up on BIM 360 and uh, you link it. You link the Revit model from there. Each time that Revit model updates, the fabricator only has to uh, – what was it? they got to update the fabrication model. But I, I believe there's a uh, – there's actually – yes, there's yeah. a setting, a button inside of Inventor that, that updates. And I'm like, that's awesome, really. Yeah. That That's a really impressive thing. I've – you know, without giving, you know, too much away about industries and stuff, but – uh, I've, I've worked with somebody in the past who had really complex, um, I've worked with a lot of people that have complex setups, but they had this one particular where they couldn't specifically go to Revit because they needed to keep the associations that uh, Inventor has when when mm -hmm. putting stuff together. So the best way was to go to Navisworks. Um, I remember this one, actually. Yeah, yeah. 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 It, was, it was a point layout um, workflow and issue that we kind of went through and it ultimately we ended up going to Navisworks but it seems like something like this where we can actually go from Inventor to Revit um, and have that bi-directional leak is just a step in the right direction to getting us to kind of this um, this well, whole single source. So they're still thing. working on that one. They're still working on that portion. Right now it does go from Revit to Inventor so we can actually pull our BIM data into Inventor. Oh, but um, not Inventor Revit? 
not inventor to Revit yet. Uh-huh. No, not yet. They're still working on it. Um, the big note I did want to make about that is when the Revit data is brought in to inventor, your appearance information is actually carried over and you get a nicely organized representation of your building in the browser. So it makes it a lot easier to navigate. Cool. Sounds cool. Is yeah. That- um, so with that, then you can bring in specific views. Uh, you can well, choose. You bring in the whole model, dude. So actually it brings in, and what, what I've read is that it kind of, um, it, I want to say it translates it as like a mass, right? And then event, Inventor actually applies um, like the materials and things based off of that mass. It can actually update to how that design changes. And okay. what I'm seeing like really uh, that's awesome about this, of course, is being able to take those design models, um, <clears throat> enabling those fabrication models, but also we need to go back, right? Back, send that, send those fabrication models back into Revit to show them, like, if we can start linking that back as you were talking about, I mean, I'm very excited for the whole process, but as soon as you can start breaking down these assembly packages, fabrication packages, and really get all that data, lay out everything that we can, can utilize with BIM 360 and Revit um, in the field and making these really just good parts, these good assemblies that are precise and, and coordinated, I think it's going to help the entire industry. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, so, I mean, we can bring Inventor to Revit, but every time we bring an Inventor to Revit, it, it uh, disassociates mm-hmm. elements. It doesn't keep the hierarchy. Yeah. Um, and that's something that's really important when you start talking about the fabrication side of things. Yeah. Um, so if we could keep that information, that'd be, a, a, you know, that'd be an amazing enhancement. But so far what they've done with what you're saying is where you bring in the whole model into Inventor, the Inventor engine, which is very powerful. So if you've done anything where you've designed bridges, uh, preliminary, you know, preliminary design bridge for bridges in Infoworks, and you brought it into Revit, mm-hmm. it uses that Inventor Inventor engine to create Revit families. It's a very powerful engine, Inventor in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're using Civil 3D and you create parts, it uses the Parts Builder engine as Inventor. Like, it's a very powerful engine. So being able to leverage that for your fabrication still, where you're not just dumbing down some Revit Revit drawings to bring in, but you're actually bringing in that model, kind of like a switchback mode. That's pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah, yep. I'm a big fan of that. I, uh, I think once uh, once I get this uh, software installed, new computer, all that fun stuff, you and I are going to have some fun some fun testing where uh, we'll be trying to break stuff a little bit more. But uh, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dude, well, I you know, that actually leads right into my number two um, is, is that Revit 2021 is actually uh, it's released with Dynamo 2.5, and they have released new Dynamo scripts like with Revit. So they've, oh, pre-baked? they've actually yeah pre-baked. And it's... honestly, dude, that it, it's it's really exciting when you start talking about um, when they're when they're incorporating stuff right out of the box, right? And of course, I, I went into some of the what is it? Some of the release notes about the actual Dynamo scripts, and I did want to talk about that um, because we do have some really good new Dynamo scripts. Not not just for um, let's say overall modeling. Like they of course brought in the uh, structural uh, the structural connections nodes. All of those are are with Revit out of the box now. But it's a big thing you were talking about even last year where we were talking about um, the future of, um, uh, you know, Dynamo inside of Revit and what that means. And you were always talking about 
bringing in the structural elements and being able to, you know, if you've got um, uh, footings or something like that, and you want to, you know, place, you know, plates on it or something like that, you can automatically write that in for, because, you know, it knows it's a structural entity, you can break yep. down by type and place all this stuff. Like, that was a phenomenal thing that I just never thought of. That was last year you were thinking of this. So yeah. now it's into it. Oh, dude, it's, it's, it's actually expanded off of that. It, it has. I'm excited. That, that actually goes right into my, um, so kind of, kind of number three, I'm going to move generative design back down to number four, but, uh, that, that number two with <laughs> new version, it down, I'm man. just pushing it down. I am. I'm pushing All it right, down. Generative design. You're cool. <laughs> You're you cool. Ass. Back, yeah. Get, get back There's to more me useful stuff. Yeah. <laughs> get back to me when you get a little more functionality with you. So, <laughs> but the, I, I want to say with the new version of Dynamo, um, they did a lot of fixes with the scripting, incorporating like new Python scripting and things. Um, there were new nodes that were included, though. Elements are joined, get joined elements, join geometry, unjoined geometry, uh, get intersections, set pin status, element is pinned. Um, it's on the Autodesk Knowledge Network. They added some new nodes themselves that you guys can utilize to grab different elements, especially if they are joined already now a big portion of that i do want to say um does lead right into my next kind of section with it is since i do a lot of structural stuff for my job i i get um i do get kind of exposed to a lot of the different stuff and it, it you know it, it's cool but we start seeing dynamo right and joey um as you just said like i was talking about this stuff last year where it recognizes these like condition conditions to put these connections right that's great and yes it is out of the box but they've taken it a step further with revit 2021 the structural integration the analysis i'm um, sorry the structural analysis integration is actually built into revit and yes they built it into revit and if you think back to Revit 2020.2, they added in the functionality to um, pull like your pull your analysis results and and uh, adjust your sizing of your connections based off of your analysis results, right? Yeah. So tie that all together. Now you have your analysis results right into Revit pre-baked. When you draw out these connections, you can go ahead and have it run this automatic analysis and have Dynamo pick up what what connections need to be resized and how they need to be resized or if they need to be stiffened. You know what? They added a new a new stiffener. Actually, with Revit uh, 2021, they added a new structural stiffener piece. And they've been um, – Dude, I'm going through my entire list right here, but <laughs> they, you see along with this, they're bringing in more of the, um, the advanced steel functionality, like that enhanced steel modeling um, into Revit. And dude, as I'm seeing all this come together, you know, with Dynamo that, that's picking up light conditions, that's being able to tell you, hey, this isn't to code. This needs to be, you know, it needs to be this size or we need to shoot out for this. That's amazing to me, right? Because that's going to help us learn, but it, it, you know these younger generations kind of learn, but also model better, right? For constructability and, and code compliance, things like that, kind of um, cutting off these issues before they become bigger issues. And we're going to be the the generation that says. Well, back in my day, we had to go and pick this stuff from a ribbon. You know, you talk about everybody yeah. else's. Oh, I had to know all these codes, and I learned on DOS. We're going to be those guys that's talking to the, the you know, the future guys that are 
playing around with VR and generative design just yep. happens by, you know, moving constraints around and stuff, you know, picking nodes or whatever, telling what they want to be. And it's just automatically giving them all the options. Where are the guys that are like, back in my day, that wall command was up on the ribbon and I had to specify the materials that I was using. And if it wasn't there, I had to create that family. You darn tootin'. <laughs> love it, man. I love it. You, you were mentioned earlier with the uh, advanced steel stuff. Uh, are you starting to see with uh, Revit 2021 um, potentially the, you know, the reason, I guess you would say, uh, for staying inside of Revit for detail work, or is that still something you might want to ship off to Advanced Steel? I mean, if I'm honest, I still got to check out more. They they say it's enhanced and there's better uh, dimensioning. You know, there's better. Yeah. Um, it, it's it it really depends, though, I guess, because if you're already in Revit and you're going to Advanced Steel, if you're if you've already got all your, you know, I want to say the build the bill of materials you've already got all the layer you've already got everything built in advanced steel great you've got all those standards your template everything's great cool then do it if not then yeah keep it in revit as much as you can see what we can push and if you can't push that out okay that's when you bring in let's let's take it to uh, uh advanced steel through that that link right we have a link that we can just push it out and and you know at least problem for me though man I if yeah. I'm in Revit, the last thing I want to do is go to a CAD-based program. No, I don't a, either, and I, I understand it, and, and it's a whole new way of thinking too. If I'm honest, uh, I, I've gotten into more of the advanced steel workflows. Um, I got exposed to teaching it, things like that, and it's um, it, it's a different, like I said, it's a different way of thinking, right? When you're stepping from BIM-centric, where you're collaborating, we're getting all this data together, and just the way that I, you know, place a column in Revit and the constraints that I have and things like that to how I place a uh, column inside of advanced steel. Different, right? The the the, yeah. the folder structures themselves. <laughs> it's well, it's well, all you're placing them for two different reasons, right? So there's a difference between modeling and detail. Whenever I model inside of Revit, I'm uh, you know, I'm doing analysis, I'm doing loads. If I'm in doing stuff in advanced steel, it's because I want to uh, fabricate from it typically, yep. right? I mean, that's yep. that's what I've seen. Yep. Um, I, I completely just, agree. I mean, that's yeah. that's the purpose of it. It's you yeah. need that level of detail for fabrication. I just want to do it all in Revit if I can, man. That's what sucks. Like, yeah. <laughs> let's yeah. let's build this. Uh, you know, so we're, you know, it's a pain in the butt to do dumb detail lines and and you know, drafting inside of a Revit view. Mm -hmm. But you know, let's um. Let's come up with some tools to, to make life a little bit easier there rather than just creating the families but still make it show through. I don't know. There's got to be a happy medium that we're missing. Yeah. Somebody's got a plug-in somewhere that we just don't know about. Somebody's man. got it. Somebody's got it worked out, and they're just yeah. not telling anybody yeah. else. Exactly. That's that's it, man. DI Roots, uh, whoever else is out there, Kobe Labs, anybody, <laughs> let yeah. us know if you got yeah. a plug-in for for, for uh, doing dumb drafting in Revit, but making life a little bit easier. You know, that is something else I, I do want to start doing um, at some point. Uh, more shout-outs, you know, to, like, DI Roots, where they put out the the Dynamo content. Um, I've, I've just made it through, like, 10 minutes of the first hour-and-a-half video and before kids came in screaming, I need, I want to buckle down, put on some oh, headphones. Oh, trust me. Yeah. Just, just knock it out, man. That's on my list this week, uh, as I said last week, right? And then I just got completely swamped. Well, but 
Well, it's here's on, the thing, man. Give yourself that goal, like we were saying, where uh, you've got things that you're going to accomplish every month, and that's your goal. Like no matter what, yeah. this this is going to get knocked out. I'm going to try and do as much as I can the first week, so the second, third, fourth weeks, you know, I'm coasting if I can. Uh, mm-hmm. But you know, life happens, and you end up pushing stuff off for whatever reason. But make it your goal. I'm yeah. I'm going to make it my goal. I'm not going to do it this month because I've got too much already on my plate. But next month. I will do the DI Roots Dynamo course. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're right. So this month I do uh, – I'm actually going to be doing some self-improvement uh, in Navisworks. So I need some work with my timeliner and the animations. You and I were talking about this um, earlier. Are you I, pulling uh, or what are you going to do there? What's that? Are you going to pull from Revit phases? uh, uh yeah. That's my plan is to actually phase everything out in Revit and export into Navis and then do phasing and animation timelines, but uh, animations through the timeline. But I gotta, I really want to want to tweak that and then kind of play play with it. And um, it, it's really what I'm doing. I want to try to uh, connect the that uh, kind of workflows as I can. And I really like when I, when I start thinking about where my weaknesses are, right. I actually had a, a little review earlier and they always ask you in those reviews, what are your strengths and what are your weaknesses? And when you sit down and you look at that and you're like, man, how can I improve? Where are these areas that I feel like I can improve on? And one of them was the timeliner and Navis works. Like, I'm like, you know what? That's that's where I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna learn it. I've been pushing this I, I, off a little bit. I know the answer, man. My strengths is that I'm awesome. My weakness is that I'm too awesome, man. <laughs> this is Red Sox hat I'm wearing, man. It's got me feeling super cocky. I don't know. I was well, watching some. This is our cake. <laughs> cake? How's that a weakness? Oh man, I love it, dude. Is that a weakness? Just... Oh, My kids good. been watching that so much. It's ridiculous. Oh. Jumanji 2 is great too, man. They're, they're good movies. Yeah. Um, I uh, yeah. So I was watching uh, John Krasinski's got the, the guy from The Office, uh, Jim Halpert. He's got this uh, weekly news show that he does called Some Good News. During the whole coronavirus stuff, he's just like, I just want to get good news out there. Uh, and on one episode, not this past week's, but the week before, they had a um, you know they got to go to Fenway. They they got some nurses out to Fenway. Uh, Big Poppy was there. I'm like, oh, man, I was watching this. I'm like, all right, I'll start wearing a Red Sox hat as much <laughs> as I can. And, you know, I've worn it for two days. But Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> got it for this podcast, damn it. <laughs> no, no. Cool. Uh, yeah, man, um, I think I think with the, the Navisworks thing that you're mentioning, though, they're – I don't know, man. Like you, you know that you know the workflows. You know all that stuff. It's yeah. for you. It's just literally discovering how this tool actually works, or exactly. or how to it's maximize the tool. Rather, you know how it works. Maximize the tool. Yeah, um, exactly. Once I learn all of the picks and clicks of that tool, once I learn how it, how to make the connections and and go through it, then I can analyze the the pain points of that process and say, okay, there's got to be a better way to do this, or how can we do this better? You know, and uh, another kind of portion of that is allowing myself to, I guess, talk to that level. You know what I mean? Because yeah. um, that's that's really what I want to get to is um, analyzing like the whole kind of construction process and seeing uh, yeah. where we can improve, right? So um, 
chat with a lot of experts, a lot of guys that know way more than you and I do put together. I mean, I think about it in terms of you and I, we are like, we've got our feet underneath us and we can get running mm-hmm. whatever we need to. Yep. <clears throat> but the guys out there that are, that are just leading the charge, writing their own software, they're just amazing. Oh, yeah. But even those guys, I think about, I'm like, nobody specializes in all aspects of construction, not from design and engineering through fabrication or through coordination and fabrication through insulation. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no one person that's got all that down pat. So, I mean, part of me wants to say, hey, man, more power to you. The other part of me is like, hey, <laughs> man, just, you know, realize the impossibleness <laughs> of what you're, what you're uh seeking here this perfection of the whole construction workflow man it's chaos project to project oh it is oh oh geez well i mean that's 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 something you know that stays constant it's funny but in in the construction kind of realm at least for now and in our lives in general i guess it's a change right change and chaos is it's always constant especially now man when i whenever i talk to people these days i always say hey look man you know I know the world's on fire right now, but like that's my opener's <laughs> like, man, uh, there's a lot going on. We yeah. can't control it, um, but you know, let's have this conversation anyways. Um, yeah. So you mentioned four so far. What's the fifth one there? Um, well, I mean, oh, I generative wanna, design. Yeah, it would it would be generative design. Now, I did want to add in there too, though, the integrated pre uh, the precast. Uh, integration that is a nice tool as well but yeah generative design would be on my list just because i would say um with generative design because it comes great like uh future kind of prospects right like that's really where it is that's i just keep thinking about it isn't there a i mean generative design is a hot topic these days uh we got firms that you know people that we want to interview at some point in time when the world's not on fire, um, about uh, doing generative design with existing infrastructure, all that, you know, GIS data, all that stuff. Like, there, there's so many possibilities. I think this first few steps into Revit right now is kind of a, I don't know, it's a good, it's a good step. Well, they're baby the right steps. Yeah, they're baby exactly steps. Yeah. That's, they're baby steps. So there are three, there are sample studies that are available, right? In, in Revit 2021, you're going to see a three-box massing which varies the heights and the relative positions of three mass volumes to study their visual impact while also calculating the surface areas and their volumes, a workspace layout so you can create a desk configuration in a room, um, taking into account doors, windows, um, columns, all that kind of stuff, calculate your distance to your exits, views to the outside, all that kind of stuff, and then optimize window views so you can generate viewpoints within your model and calculate scores for your quality of views to the outside from each of these points. So in this way, I'm saying those are very, it's very cool, right? But it's, um, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for a little bit more, right? We want to, we want to kind of see a little bit more in that aspect of, um, uh, well, let, let me just say that this is out of the box too, right? So we know that there are people out there that are pushing the limit um, with their own Dynamo scripts that are doing some crazy stuff in, in generative design in terms of just specifying their parameters and you know the lot size and, and the needs and the occupation status, things like that, and essentially just building their own model from these types of parameters, which is great. But right now out of the box, 
we are seeing this enablement um, through, you know, well, through this type of generative design. But what I do also like with this, as I've said, it's, it gives us more to the future, right? Is that you can actually build your own custom studies in Dynamo. Of course, as I've said, people have already built their own scripts, but um, generative design in Revit does offer you that customizable framework. So even if you're just trying to figure it out, they're giving you the kind of the bones, right? Um, and letting you kind of uncover what's possible with uh, Dynamo and the different elements in your Revit model to create maybe some different uh, design studies. Yeah, I mean, that's um, that's pretty cool. And it's a good, like you're saying, it's a good first start. Uh, like for, for me, Dynamo has been kind of, uh, unattainable in some instances, right? So having this yeah. stuff pre that we're, we're talking about the scripts or actually the generative design, which if you think about it is a function of Dynamo in, in some way, right? It's yeah. uh, having all this stuff pre-baked using that, that engine. I'm, I'm assuming it's using that engine. I don't know for certain. but I, That's what I have to say. I mean, with, with uh, when I saw, what was it? Uh, propagate connections. When I saw propagate connections in Revit, that was Dynamo. That, I knew that was Dynamo in the background. Yeah, so it only makes sense then that um, that is probably that engine. But yep. um, if, if we're talking about the, um, the generative design engine, you can't really talk about that without talking about um, Dynamo. But, but that said, it, it gives everybody that idea of like, hey, this is at least possible. And then you just take it one step further. It's like, all right, well, you're doing this in um, – in Revit's native generative design engine, but you know that it's not doing everything you want you want it to, so you can take it like you know ten steps further and think outside the box yeah. and make it do a bunch of other stuff just by you know learning Dynamo. So if anything, in my mind, it kind of just forces you to want to get into Dynamo more. Yep, it does, definitely does, man. And I mean, it, it's 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 funny, but Dynamo's really that kind of. Um, as we've seen that that entryway for anybody it's not just for draftsmen it's just not for people who are, are fabricating um, specific things it's um, it's a great tool that you can utilize the data that's there in front of you I mean it, if you can it's oh, just daunting though when you look at it though when you see all these different oh, yeah, strings dude. like oh my gosh oh, yeah. I gotta know all this and it's like three miles long worth of, yep. uh, you know, nodes and connections. Oh, yeah. Like, oh my gosh, all of this, I'll put this, that's a lot. But I don't know, man. I kind of think like, you know, back to my old Python days with GIS and C Sharp and SPSS programming and all this stupid stuff that I used to have to do a long time ago. Um, I think once you just get in there and you know what mission you're trying to achieve, like I know that I want to do generative design, but I know that I want to focus on structural elements that um, you know, at you know, that aren't happening, whatever, with the existing generative design engine. Um, I know I wanted to get there and do that. Well, okay, well that's great. Um, once now that you know that you have that uh, uh, framework in your head, you can just start plotting out and actually pick those tools up. Again, I don't know if that's how you know. I, I know a little bit about yeah. Dynamo. I just don't. I haven't written a script yet. Um, so my whole thought is like, okay, once you have a task in mind. That makes it so much easier to learn. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right. You're right there. I, and I, I do 
well, really like, you know, DI Roots training and a little bit of the Autodesk stuff that's out there um, to, to kind of help tackle that, right? Because, I mean, as you said, when you first get in there, even just seeing if you're not looking at somebody else's script, somebody else's script is pretty pretty overwhelming, but you, you just get in there and you look at uh, almost like a blank version of the Matrix, right? You step yeah. in and everything's just blank. You're like, where okay. do I start? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, where do I start? I like All right. looking at other I like looking at other people's and tweaking theirs. Um, yep. We've been like. privileged to get a, a few given to us uh, to tear apart. And I, I really like that because then you actually like, you can sit there and look at like, okay, well they did this. Well, I want to do that this way. And then we can move this over here. And it, I don't know, it just having uh, somewhere where you can reverse engineer the way stuff works. Exactly. Like to me, yeah. you, you know, I, I was a shade tree mechanic forever. Like I would buy cars, uh, uh, during tax season when I was in college, fix yeah. them up and flip them. And, and uh, um, it was so much easier to learn an engine that way, especially yeah. when I was younger, than if somebody had, you know, tried to give me the foundations of this is how you build this engine. This is how you do this. This is the way you do this. It's like, okay, well, I'd rather just take it apart and see how it goes, how it was get together. So, I mean, to me, Dynamo is kind of the same thing. That said, though, um, if if you are skeptical about Dynamo, or not necessarily skeptical, but you are, um, uh, you know, overwhelmed by thinking about Dynamo, check out the uh, the generative design engine inside of Revit 2021. Do some playing around with it, and then where you find that it's lacking, that's when you, you know, get your aha moment and start writing some Dynamo scripts that'll fit fit you. And there's some amazing forums and groups out there that are all, you know. Um, uh, they'll go out of their way to help you do anything in Dynamo. It's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. And honestly, they're starting to um, kind of make it a little bit easier to use here and there. So um, I also like reverse engineering scripts because then I can see how it works and I can see where all the nodes go and how they tie. And that gives me an understanding of the structure, right? Because you need to know an understanding of the structure and the flow of how that script's going to go. And really, dude, you from say that college boy. <laughs> yeah, right, right. It's funny, but when you're looking at it, then you're like, man, um, they're breaking this down in a way that you really don't even normally think about in Revit. You're like, man, if I'm going to draw a wall, I'm going to draw a wall. Of course, it's going to go from this level you know, to this level and this point to this point. Cool. You're not thinking of everything that's involved in those commands, and that's yeah. really what Dynamo is. But with, um, with this new kind of version, I've looked and I've seen some of the uh, – like the new Dynamo structural nodes, and they've got like pick columns, pick elements of category, pick elements of type. Oh, that makes it so much easier. Thank you. I've been trying, yeah. I've been in scripts, you know, and it took me, I can't even tell you, it took me like a half hour, hour, and I'm, I'm going through picking different nodes, and I'm like, all right, I want this specific category though, so I need to, get, I can't just pick category, get category, because that doesn't work, because I have to like, pick the specific category that I want and I got to pick which view it's in and all this other stuff. I'm like, no, uh, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot. Is it by object type? And then it's got to go into, yeah. Anyways, I could keep so, going. So, so the, um, the more Autodesk makes this out then to where we can, um, you know, press the buttons, right? Like we know how yeah. Revit works, but then we know what, you know, the, the parameter information, we know all this stuff on the back end of Revit, um, but we want to make it do something and I don't need, you know, I don't have time to learn a bunch of code to figure out how to do that. 
you know, do you bring that element of, uh, you know, familiar, familiarity? Man, I can't speak. Yeah, These, familiarity. Uh, Virgin yeah. Bloody Marys. Virgin <laughs> Bloody Marys hit me, dude. Yeah, right. Uh, Start feeling like some O'Doul's on the deployment. St. Pauli's girl. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, oh, gosh. Pick yeah. juice in a bottle. <laughs> uh, I'd rather drink no, no if you drink that. like 20 of them they will not get you drunk in fact they will give you a headache before they get you a buzz but <laughs> full and nauseous if you drink 20 oh, of them man yeah. gosh yeah so uh just a side tangent here this whole thing you know where the 75 days of no alcohol part of me was thinking like well what am i gonna do for alcohol i've got this bottle of lefroy over here just staring me in the face um, and I'm just like, man, I could, I could finish that. It's like a third of the bottle left. I could crush that for this podcast. That'd be great. And I was like, yeah. I was thinking, I was like, yeah, do I go to the store, get some non-alcoholic beer or whatever? And I'm just mm-hmm. like, I, I can't do that to myself or to my wallet. I just, sorry, yeah. it's not worth it, guys. You will yeah. see me drinking, um, fake Bloody Marys and, uh, cold brew coffee i'll brew anything oh yeah dude yeah yeah you know what brewing with bim it doesn't have to just be beer maybe we can brew some uh coffee um (laughs) i started looking at uh kombucha kombucha there you Uh, go man yeah yeah i was like oh maybe we can look into something like that we'll have to that's a little more learning right yeah vinegary tasting drink man that's all up in your neck of the woods a lot of people there got dude i don't know yeah I'll have to figure that out. Oh, actually, with the mother, I'll drink, uh, well, apple cider vinegar with the mother. You know, some of that. Uh, a shot yeah. of that every once in a while. Some brags. Yeah. Hippie. <laughs> oh, oh, man. So, um, you know. Yeah, yeah dude, I've been, I've been in it, though. You know, I've, I was feeling the same way when we were getting ready to do this. I'm like, uh, I, got, I got like half a case of Apocalypse IPA. I got half a bottle of Pendleton, um, just barely a little bit You're of that. You're not going to make it then, dude. You're not going to make it. You've got too much too much surrounding you. I'm almost completely out of alcohol. I'm definitely out of beer. Dude, I am like I am like looking at this stuff like this is going to be insanely hard. Like I was looking at it today. I finished up you know, work and I go stand outside. It's beautiful outside. I'm like, man, I might work on the greenhouse for a little bit ready for the podcast and turn around i'm like gosh that's a beautiful day for a beer right ipa on the porch sit for a little bit no no we can't do this <laughs> like, yeah. oh, no you know honestly that might that, i think that out of everything would be the hardest part of this diet for me which is weird it makes me feel like an alcoholic but <laughs> like not drinking alcohol we, for 75 we, days yeah, I, I don't know if we're going to make it, man. I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, dude, there's something about nice weather, being outside and having a beer, uh, just as you were saying. I was sitting in my hammock earlier today, and I was just like, my kids were jumping on the trampoline, and it's how I watch them. I sit in my hammock and drink a beer usually. There you go. And I'm just like, man, I don't have a beer. This sucks. This <laughs> sucks. You know, it's funny. We just uh, we finished we're, the fire. We're not break. even one day in, guys. I know. One day in. <laughs> listen to us here. Yeah, we're probably not going to make it, but we'll find out. Yeah. I actually went to the uh, the hardware store, and I bought these little uh, anchor rings to hang up our hammocks in the backyard off the porch. I'm so excited about that. Not being able to drink beer in the hammock does depress me a little bit, so we'll see. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> um. 
I'm going to start rebuilding my deck this weekend and, you know, something about being on your deck and, you know, working with power oh, tools. yes. goes together. But uh, fortunately, my daughter, so who's seven, is uh, holding me to this. Uh, she's doing a modified version of 75 Hard with me. Um, you know, she's not going to drink a gallon of water. She's seven. But she's going to have, you know, four eight-ounce glasses or something. Mm-hmm. And she's going to, you know, be a little more conscious with her eating and, you know, yep. uh, lower carbs, I guess. Um, and, you know, just not working out as hard, that sort of stuff. But she's, you know, she's reading five pages a day, not 10 pages a day. And it doesn't have to be self-help book, you know, her Judy books, whatever. But, you know, we're talking about it and she's, she's so excited. She's so excited for it. So like, all right, I'm, I'm locked in for as long as this little girl goes and she's got some damn willpower. So especially because I told her last a month on this, I'm going to double her allowance. (laughs) So uh, she's, she's pretty locked in. It, yeah, she's in it. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yep. sounds like a good idea. Yeah, so um, you know, we we talked probably more about this this uh, 75 hard on this podcast than than we did with Revit 2021. But Revit 2020 is awesome. 2021 <laughs> is awesome. So I'm told, and so I've seen the videos. Haven't had to play, gotten to play with it yet. David has. Um, oh yeah. Well, I mean, that- you know, I've gotten to play with it with for a little bit. Now I will not. Um, say it's it's without its bugs because I have not gotten to test everything yet. I, I see that they have patched quite a few things, um, especially with that, uh, you know, the MEP workflow, like collaboration issue. Um, there was a hole with collaboration at some point, I remember. Um, well, everything just, I've seen so far, it shows that it was more stable than 2020 when it was released. So it seems like a pretty what I'm seeing so far. Yes, and I'm hoping that uh, that that remains the same. You know, we got to test it out for a couple of weeks, and and kind of see um, see what it does. But I, I'm I'm very hopeful for it. It looks like a good build. There are a lot of features, as I said. Um, there, I mean, I I didn't even go over some of these features, guys. I mean, the integration with Fabcat MEP. Um, there, there's so many different things that we can say the say, the slanted so, walls, so realistic you've, views. You've piqued my interest. You've piqued my interest more, uh, so I'm all about the MEP workflows, especially yeah. um, keeping everybody in Revit as much as possible. Um, is there a further? What's the further integration with Fabrication Academy P? Are there? Uh, so am I able I to know. schedule more Fabrication Academy P information? Like, I'm just curious. What's? Oh the- yeah, dude. I mean, well, it, it's not only just um, like the scheduling. They've improved like the panel scheduling, the circuit naming. Um, they've Im- they've actually brought in. Uh, where is it? Um, the Revit extension for MEP fabrication is now fully integrated into Revit 2021. So I don't have to find the download separately. And, yeah. 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 yeah I love going to the manage.autodesk.com portal, looking for the add-ins and then like, just what don't I have installed already? Just going down the list. Yeah. Well, I would say the panel schedule nodes, like, okay. So for Dynamo again, um, but there's the panel schedule nodes that are listed under the uh, the sheets in the project browser. Your switchboard cir- uh, switchboard circuit phases, you can actually choose those out. Um, the circuit quantity, single phase, lined and neutral panel boards. Um, they're actually putting quite a bit in terms of MEP with, with well a lot of different different features here um, for Revit 2021. I love it, man. One day we'll be able to stay in Revit uh, whole without any, without having to spool out of different software. Oh yeah. Uh, 
I looking forward it. to that. I am too. You know, and what's funny is I see a little bit more of that future. Um, and this is this is one of those features where you're like, what does this even do? And it's a the customized Revit workspace. So when I downloaded Revit 2021 and I opened it, it actually asked me what my discipline and my job role was. So I, it asked me what I do and how I do it, you know, different things like that. And it helps me customize the kind of overlay, the outlay of uh, outlay, good Lord, um, the kind of outline of of Revit for me. Right. And helps give me the access to the tools that I need. So I'm like, man, that's that's kind of funny, but it's I mean, it's it's it can be uh, I want to say both sides of the coin. A hindrance in some uh, some ways of thinking because some people utilize different workflows um, through, you know, maybe using some of architectural walls as beams or, you know, what have you because it works in their workflow. Maybe it's not the right, you know, specific way that it's supposed to be used, but that's what they do and that's how it works and that's the quickest and the best way for them, right? So it's a new way of thinking in terms of building this workspace, customizing it to what you do, but also I think it's a it's a step in the right direction with everything that we're starting to kind of get into with generative design, Dynamo, and the more features that we're getting to with structural and you know mechanical, electrical, plumbing, uh, just everything. And knowing that we can start, let's say, staying inside of Revit, and let's say, what's your flavor, right? Let's go with mechanical design. Okay, and here are all the tools. We have all these awesome features that are either integrated or here's what you typically see with this type of workspace. Right, gives people a great starting point, right? And then, then we can kind of go from there. It's just like a project template, but giving us um, different ways to customize it. Yeah, that's pretty cool, man. That's a, a I don't know, I, I always like the ability to customize stuff and you see, you seem super nerdy when you have a your own customized setup too. So maybe, maybe that's uh maybe that's why all of us like it. But uh, I don't know. I'm 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 again. I'm excited to play with it. I just I was hoping to have it in time for this podcast, but uh, I haven't had a chance to do it. And I just I'm not um, not willing to download it on one machine, knowing I'm getting another one. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I yeah. I agree with that. I I agree. You know, if you're gonna move, I'm about to install software, man. Come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, now I got a movie stuck in my head and I cannot figure out what it is. Now I'm trying to. I was gonna send you a meme, but uh, can't find it now. It's like an '80s movie about the nerds. It's Revenge the of the Nerds. Revenge of the Nerds. That's it. Yes. Revenge of the Nerds. That's it. Awesome movie. There it is. Yep. Ah, I love it. Ah. Anyways. Anyways, so, man. Anyways, yeah. Off on another tangent. But, dude, I, I think... I, Podcast. I think, we should just call it tangents. <laughs> Yeah, right. Bim with tangents. <laughs> or bimming, bimming with tangents. <laughs> Brewing with tangents. <laughs> Heck yeah. But no, I'm, I'm excited for the new Revit 2021, and I'm kind of a, 
excited at uh, at where we're going and how design is kind of incorporating you know, more construction. I think it's and, hard. Honestly, man, I think it's hard to do uh, an honest review, a detailed honest review, um, you know, two weeks after software's out. I think, in oh, all yeah. honesty, you know, we should be playing with the software. You know, this was premature on our part, but at the same time, we're like, you know what, we got to get out there. We got to start telling people, you know, what the cool features are. Yeah. We, we want well, to show. I wanted to download it. I wanted to download it and open yeah. it and talk about it, you know. <laughs> But, you know, I think, in, you know, three months from now, uh, time's really going to be the, you know, tell, you know, it's really going to be the, the judge at how Revit 2021 is, um, yeah. who's found the most uses and the best, best use cases. So maybe at that point in time, you know, two, three months from now, towards the end of the summer, we probably do, should do like a comparison between 2020, 2021, maybe, and talk about, um, you know, what have been the most useful features that have come out in 2021, I guess. I don't know. I'm just thinking outside the box here. No, um, and that's probably, that's, that's probably good because at that time we, we would have both quit uh, 75 hard. By then. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I kidding? We're going to, we're going to fall off tomorrow, but um, yeah, we'll see. But probably yep. I'm not going to lie to oh, you. Yeah. Uh, quick, quick side tangent. Another thing with 75 hard is you're supposed to drink a gallon of water a day, man. Are you, uh, are you on this? So I've actually been filling this up repeatedly throughout the day. This is my uh, refillable cup. And at, you know what's funny? Um, the Army actually trained me to do that. I used to carry around a, a gallon of water every day. I put lemons in it. Uh, it's not too hard for me to, to do that. The only hindrance I find is that I have to pee so much during the day. It's not, you know, and it's not like the the first day that you start drinking the gallon of water. You're like, wow, this is great. I can do this. It's that second or third day that you're continuously drinking that water where you're like, I am peeing too much. I think I'm peeing too much. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> I I know that feeling, man. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> you're, I know you're questioning probably... if that much water is really a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, I haven't drank water in, like, 30 minutes. I peed three times. What's going on here? It's all sort of. So, so um, you know, before we end this podcast, I want to talk about the 75 hard challenge just a little bit. Um, so, David Cordicus, who was on our last episode, uh, you know, we stalked him on social media like we always do. Um, he, you know, did the hashtag 75 hard. David and I got to Googling real quick. We're like, what the hell is the 75 hard? And it's kind of, you know, there's a, there's a definitely a physical aspect to it, but it's also a mental, it's all about like self-improvement, uh, full, you know, roundedness, self-improvement, challenging your mind just as much as you challenge your body. Um, when you think about funny is you and I have been on this kind of, um, I don't, I don't even know what to call it, but we've been on this self-improvement kind of bandwagon, I want to say, but not really a band, but we've been on this it's like self-improvement path. path. Yes. yes, there you go, yeah. path. Thank you. It, we've been on this self-improvement path for years now. Like, let's think, just a couple of years ago, you, Paul, and I bought uh, the journals uh, because we were looking into stoicism, right? And really chaining, like harnessing your thought, dude. I mean, really, you, you think yeah. about it. You look at, at the the uh, Marcus Aurelius. Uh, gosh, what is his book? Memories. I I, I want to call it, but um, 
memoirs, memories. Yeah, I, something like that. His his memoirs. And we um, should have wrote that in our journal. Hey, hey, that yeah, right. Um, that was a really good book, you know, and um, just taking into account like we're at that point in life where it's, it, it's some of the best things that you can do is just try to continuously improve yourself looking at what you can. Yeah. And this 75 no, hard play, meditations. meditations, meditations. I'm like, well, actually, yeah, meditation. That's a good thing. Yeah. But <laughs> meditations, my Marcus Aurelius. Yes. Um, just, I, I think the 75 hard kind of plays right into that. Now, again, the hardest struggle I have with it is the no alcohol, but other than that, like self-improving, holding yourself to working out, let's say twice a day, making one of them outside, you know, drinking I, water, taking pictures of yourself. Just it's, I think, I think, it's, um, it's good. I think, I think you're going to learn, like, I mean, I think you know this, but, um, different parts of this are going to be hard to us at different times. So at the beginning, no alcohol is going to be a pain in the butt. Maybe on some special holiday or birthday or something like that, a friend's birthday yeah. might be might be hard for alcohol. But for the most part, after you know the first 15 days, it's not a problem. You know, working out. Uh, so when we have to go exercise outside for 45 minutes, uh, it's two exercises each day, one outside for 45 minutes. Um, if the weather's not nice or if the weather is nice but you're cooped up inside yeah. with a sick kid, like there are so many different things that are going to challenge us at different points. Um, it's just kind of, you know, getting in the right mindset and committing. And you're right, man. We've been on this path for a long time. We're always looking for different ways um, to kind of grow our minds and yep. uh, improvement, man. We're all about self-improvement. Like, we don't always know shit. We just want to learn. Yeah. Yep. We want to keep learning, keep adapting, keep growing. And I, honestly, that's actually probably how this podcast, more often than not, spun out is you and I having conversations about what if, what if, what if, you know, we did this in BIM or we did this or we did this or, you know, what if we changed this? And um, it's where these long drunken rants came out of, man. <laughs> this is true. We sit on the phone and just drink and talk about BIM stuff. And we're like, hey, man, what's going on with you? What are you seeing? What are you seeing? Oh, man, that's so cool. We should record this. We should record this. <laughs> and here we are. Let's throw it on the internet and get three light, three listeners. And then, you know, here we are, you know, several thousand later. So thank you, uh, all, all you loyal fans that like to watch us rant and talk about nothing. Uh, it's awesome. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> And uh, if you yeah. ever do want to join us on the podcast and rant and talk about nothing with us, we'd love to have you. We'd love to have you. Just reach out. Let us know. Um, speaking about that, man, I, I do want to start, uh, you know, maybe putting a poll out there, seeing if we can get some feedback in terms of what people are seeing or anything, again, that, that you want to share. Right? Anyway. Yeah, I'm for it, man. Um, you know, I always ask people that uh, – I'm pretty big on LinkedIn these days, um, reaching out to people and, you know, figuring out who's following who and having, you know, oh, that guy's a BIM, BIM God. I want to be, I want to get in his connection. You know, whatever. Just yeah. Nerding on the, the BIM gods. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I always ask people that. They're like, oh, my God, I love your podcast. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Well, what should we talk about next? Oh, I don't know. Like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Give us some real content feedback guys let, let yeah. us know everybody's always quick to tell us what we should be drinking but yeah. nobody's so far has given me a topic 
Yeah, you know, actually, I was thinking about that today too. Um, what, where are we going next? You know, what are your thoughts here while we're in the the seventy five hard? Where do you, where do you want to go? Next week's episode. What are you thinking? Yeah. Oh man, I think next week. Um, man, we got a long way before we get to our brewing episode. Now. That's true. Uh, that's true. That's true. That's gonna be I good. Have... That's way to get out of this uh when we when we get there is to yep. end the end the 75 days is get there but um hey i don't know man i've got i've got no thoughts on uh on it i'm sure it'll come to me later this week like it normally does i'm like shit i want to talk about this guys that's what i'm thinking i mean i i have a couple ideas but i mean um you know what's funny is usually we'll get midweek about wednesday or thursday and it's like hey this is this what how are you feeling with this like just last week we were talking about educating bim and we want to have some bimversations right we want to we really want to break it down and and start talking about uh spreading the bim gospel right sharing the bim gospel like talking about what bim does and how we can bring younger generations into construction or into you know technology well design what have you by using technology that's always something awesome um and, well, I mean, yeah. that's a good topic always. I always like that. Uh, it's uh, getting younger people involved, you know, not to steer them away from the road to college, but just let them know that college isn't isn't doesn't have to be the way for you to get to, to where yep. you need to. As somebody with too many degrees uh, who found this, you know, this career by happenstance, uh, GIS to survey, <laughs> to construct out. Uh, that's, it's a, it's a weird path that you, that you're going to take to get to where you're going. Um, got degrees that have nothing to do with what I do, but, um, I'm here, man. I love it. And, uh, you know, there's a path out there for everybody. I've got a friend that, that, um, uh, teaches at a, um, like a juvenile detention center and, you know, trouble kids just, you know, looking, looking, you know, make their lives better and improve and stuff. So he teaches them like Revit and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, he and I go back and forth about, Hey, you know, what are you, you know, what are you, you've got this student in your class. What does he want to do? Oh, he wants to go to college. And it's like, well, that's the best thing for him. Let's do this, get him in here, get him hooked up with these, these trades or these things. And, mm-hmm. um, ultimately, you know, they're learning Revit and, and juvenile detention center, um, not getting much exposure outside of the basics, but dude, that's a damn good footing to get out of uh, a bad situation and, and own it. So it whether you're in a bad situation or a good situation, maybe you're in this COVID-19 situation, you lost your job. Look, man, when construction picks back up, we need BIM. It's actually, this is actually forcing us to to put more emphasis on, on, on our coordination and pre-construction processes so that by the time we get to construction, it's taking shorter times. So there's less rework. And, uh, if, you know, there is a shutdown, God forbid, you know, it, you know, it, it's less impactful to our business. Yep. I agree. So. I agree. You know, and it's just, it, it's, it's a different situation, but it's, it's at a, a time where we can, uh, as you say, improve ourselves, right? We can improve ourselves yeah. in many different ways. Yeah, so I, I like your idea, man. I like the hey, let's have a conversation about um, getting getting people involved with BIM at a younger age. I mean, we could do ten episodes over that. That'd be awesome. Oh yeah, with those ideas, the different trade organizations, unions, uh, schools, all that stuff that we've been involved with. Um, but I also like the idea of kind of piggybacking on what we chatted about last week. 
Um, so David Cordicus brought up some great points there where he was talking about uh, his whole, you know, integrative, uh, integrated coordination process. And, um, you know, these, we got these integrated tools already, but, uh, you know, maybe doing a comparison between that and the standard coordination process, like where you're in a silo, you've got these long eight hour BIM meetings and, you know, however long they are and you're jumping on screen shares and people are copying, pasting stuff in Bluebeam and mm-hmm. like it's, it's, a very disconnected, disjointed workflow. I'd love to probably break down something like that compared to the benefits of a more collaborative platform where we're issue tracking and communicating in um, yeah. and recording all that. I don't know. What do you thought? What are your thoughts? Dude, I think that's great. I think it sounds good, honestly. All right. Well, we'll figure it out before next week, guys. Promise. Yeah, we'll figure it out, you know, and uh, uh, thank figure you. Figure it out. We'll figure it out. <laughs> figure it out. Figure it out. <laughs> Peter Patter, let's get at her. <laughs> speaking of thank you again for joining us uh for another episode of brewing with bim guys and we we look forward to seeing you next week yeah thanks guys and if you see us next week with uh an alcoholic beverage in our hands try not to judge us too hard <laughs> don't quote